0: A da, 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 da. Right, so here's the umpteen. Hello. Alright, so here's time that I tried uh, recording this as the first episode of Noah's Vlog. And it's just writer's block in life and just trying to manage time and having to pay bills and everything else. And also, the subject changed like 50 different times. You know, all these, these false starts are almost markers for my life at this point. You know? At one time I was moving to Kenya, at another time I you know, was trying to go to LA and Now I'm going to Haiti, St. Louis, maybe Kenya. Doing a lot. But things are picking up and it's good. Welcome back to Noah's vlog. Always question, always explore. Alright guys, now this is like a really, a really quick one. Um, so over the past, uh, I don't know, months or so, I've been, um, I've been shooting and, and, uh, and editing this, this really quick mini-series that covers the controversy around NYPD's gang database. Um, LAPD has a gang database and it's insane. It basically justifies stop and frisk 2.0 with even more dire consequences. So you know, you have higher bails, uh, the police have pretty much no need for a warrant. They can come in and raid any time. They can basically say you're part of a gang but you don't have to know. There, there's a lot of crazy things that happen. That's happening now in New York in the poor black and brown neighborhoods that a lot of people don't know about because it's a new policy that NYPD is using to try to reinvent a way to harass black and brown people for safety theaters. So I just wanna say, um, thanks for joining me. Um, I hope you really enjoy this. I really rushed it out. Uh, happy Monday and uh, see you around. There'll be more of these. So look, at, look every week, uh, you'll have like a new episode. I'm, I'm trying to keep myself uh, consistent. So hopefully that works. Anyway, guys, thanks for joining me, and enjoy Gain Databases. This is just part one. Part two is the workshop, but part one is the court hearing. Uh, the court is the city council hearing and the uh, the rally and everything.
1: Else. cool. Police officers went into an apartment that they raided, and a young boy was crying because his brother was being arrested. And they looked at that young boy and said, why are you crying? We'll be back to get you in a couple of years. That's Taylon Murphy, Senior, and he's describing just
0: one of the tremendous experiences that happen in these neighborhoods targeted by NYPD through their gang database. It's what people are calling Stop and Frisk 2.0. we are not a
1: sanctuary city. As long as we have a secret gang database, as long as we have broken windows, this
0: is the City here, Council hearing in New York City, a
1: year being
0: complete with activists and union-led rallies outside.
1: Based on the interaction with law enforcement, we are not a sanctuary city. Please allow me to show you
0: something. There were a lot of counter-testimonies against them. Justice Strategies, Brooklyn College, Just Leadership USA, the Legal Aid Society, the Bronx Defenders, Brooklyn Defender Services, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, the Children's Defense Fund. Yep, yeah, yep yeah. And the topic that's on everyone's mind today is what many activists are calling, it's what people are calling Stop and Frisk 2.0. Gang databases.
2: For the last couple of years, uh, on newspapers and in press conferences by the NYPD, all we've heard is the police side of things. Good morning Chair Richards and members of the council. Criminal groups that operate on our streets are drivers of a significant a portion of violent crime in the city and some of the prime peddlers of narcotics. Very rarely have we heard family members, affected people talk about their experiences with this. Most of the
0: news covered the chief of police's testimony, his attempt to justify Stop and Frisk 2.0. But right now we're going to focus on these two. To state your name for the record. This
3: is Ms. Smith. My name is Ms. Smith.
0: And who you're representing? And this is Taylor Murphy Sr.
1: My name is Taylor Murphy.
0: I'm representing the people. He's lost two children due to the activities at NYPD's gang databases.
1: I'm also the father of, of Tayshawn Chick, and Chicken Murphy, a young lady that was killed in West Harlem.
0: You may have heard of this before. Her murder directly relates to one of the major gang raids in 2014. It led to over 100 arrests. It was all because of the two men who were convicted of her murder were also part of Money Avenue. Side note, Murphy later teamed up with the mother of one of the men who killed his daughter in order to form an anti-gun violence campaign called Both Sides of the Gun.
1: They might have been gang-related, but their actions were their own actions. They were individuals. I'm also the father of a young man named Taylor Murphy Jr. Right now is currently doing 50 years of life for his alleged involvement with conspiracy in West Harlem.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Now, don't let the name fool you. The controversy on gang databases isn't just the existence of a gang database, it's who's on them.
2: They're gonna put forward a narrative that we've seen be put forward for the last few years. Today, much of what the violent crime we face not only comes from traditional criminal groups, but also from smaller groups often linked by their neighborhood. We refer to these as crews. Listen.
0: Look, Dermon Shea is misleading. Crime is at an all-time low, and gang violence is at an all-time low. It makes up less than a percent of all violent crimes in New York. He also tried to mislead the racial makeup of the people who are on the gang database. 99% of people on the gang database are Black and Latinx. Period. He tried to say that there are white Latino people, Hispanic Latino people, Black Latino people, and then there's Black people and Caribbeans. Great. At the end of the day, they're all Black and brown.
2: Crews present many challenges to law enforcement. While street gangs take on different forms, they are similar in that they tend to be motivated by greed and a twisted sense of honor. They are willing to harm and even kill those that stand in their way. Listen. People barely out of middle school who are being added to the gang database. And there are more than one. There are several that are, I think, hundreds that have been added that are under 18. Just the
1: idea of having 13-year-olds and 15-year-olds placed in databases without any help or without parents being informed about it is very troubling.
3: What's more,
0: the criteria is confusing. Even at the hearing, the most you can get on how the criteria was determined was this. While the police department maintains that being a member of a gang is not a crime, being included on its database can have several collateral consequences. The Legal Aid Society criticized the use of gang databases, saying that they're over-inclusive and inaccurate, and they pose a lot of pre-trial obstacles for people who are inaccurately held or labeled as a gang members. In 2011, a survey of over 60 public and private defense attorneys in more than 40 jurisdictions nationwide revealed that 90% of attorneys said the question of gang affiliation had come up during bail hearings. 60% said their clients would have been released if it not had been for the allegations by prosecutors of gang affiliation. And two-thirds of the attorneys said that they had seen substantially higher bails set due to claims of gang affiliation. Detectives use a series of criteria to identify alleged gang members, which does not include the evidence of criminality or suspicion of wrongdoing. Individuals can be classified as gang members if they meet the following criteria. If he or she admits to the membership during debriefing, or through the course of investigation an individual is recently believed to belong to a gang and is identified as such by two independent sources, known gang locations. Scars, tattoos associated with gangs, gang related documents, hand signs, colors associated with gangs like red, blue, green, yellow, black, white, gray, purple. You can kind of see where people get a little bit uneasy about this. A known gang location can be the projects or a bodega or a basketball court. This is one of the biggest criticisms against it. It's too vague. Living in these neighborhoods, anyone can be a gang member.
1: Living in a neighborhood, um, hanging around the people that you grew up with, so being a kid that likes to play outside is up until you're a teenager, that does not make you a gang member. But that's what qualifies some people to be called a gang member.
3: Who's on these committees? Who sit here and, and puts these young men in these databases? I wanna know, and they don't wanna make it transparent. What's all the secrecy here? If you have so much, reveal it. Give it to him, give it to us. What are you holding this for? I don't have a fight, because once it goes to the federal court, my God, he can't even, he doesn't even have the bail the minute they say game related. They don't want to hear nothing. You go into these secret indictments. Who's there? Who's listening? These people don't even know him. They just tell the story. And they indict him. Now who are we facing with? If he wants to go to trial, he wants to go to trial. You're talking 50 to 100 years. These these young people are getting hundreds of years off of BS. Everybody's well aware, that's why we're here. What do we do? What what can I do? What can I do?
1: How do you surveil a community for four years and do no type of intervention? Hey, nobody has
3: ever knocked on my door and said to me, we see your son going down the right path. We want to help. <laughs> that has never been a conversation from any of the young people in the community that he's grew up in. In
1: my daughter's second trial, it was a second trial, the trial of Robert Con- the New York State against Robert Cartagena. A Viper Room officer who watched the cameras said, and I quote, that he's seen two young men come out of a building with a firearm. And he also said he's seen them menace another group of individuals with that firearm. If we are supposed to be surveilling and and, and intercepting crimes, why weren't them young men stopped? What happened was, them young men were able to walk across the street, past two buildings, chase my daughter and my son into a building where they locked the door, where they closed the door, thought it was locked, that's a whole nother story, and caught her on the fourth floor and shot her down like a dog. Then it was a snowball effect, a chain of events that happened that led up to 103 individuals being arrested. Where is the accountability this this person seeing this on the camera and not coming to stop, stop those individuals when they were menacing somebody with a firearm? Where is the accountability with NYPD and accepting the fact that that whole incident and this whole saga could have been stopped before it started? Why am I sitting here when I should be sitting in Madison Square Garden watching my daughter play in the WNBA?
0: There's a brutal irony in how the NYPD is purposely not enforcing the law in order to later imprison those for breaking the law, but only after they've done the harm to the community. Another example of this are seen in trick cars, where a car is left seemingly abandoned only to signal to local officers when it's being broken into.
3: Last week, the tactic backfired.
1: So y'all see this? Listen, this is live, uncut, unedited, bait truck.
2: Norfolk Southern says the bait truck operation was aimed at catching people who've been stealing cargo, including guns and ammunition, from a nearby rail yard.
3: But my whole thing is, if these crimes are happening on your property, why are you bringing it into our community?
1: In the city of Chicago, we have an 83% murder rate that's unsolved. That same energy could have been used into finding the criminals, the murderers.
0: The argument against them is that if that car wasn't there in the first place, this person wouldn't be spending a night in jail.
1: These military-style raids, we have people that are going into our communities like it's Fallujah. I can point you to a story where a group of police officers went into an apartment that they raided, and a young boy was crying because his brother was being arrested. And they looked at that young boy and said, why are you crying? We'll be back to get you in a couple of years.
3: It's destructive to our families.
1: Are oh, these are the things that democracy is built on? Are these are the things that humanity is built on? I
2: believe that there is
1: definitely alternatives to these raids.
2: Uh, what we're also saying is that there are solutions that are community-based. When there is violence in our communities, and most of the people here you're gonna see them testifying today are from the communities.
0: The problem isn't that there aren't other solutions. There are. They've been around for ages. Community centers.
2: And who
1: deals with the trauma? Who deals with the individuals that not know how to process the things that happen in their community, like murders and deaths. When do we go out and start reaching them, as opposed to vilifying them and criminalizing them? The
2: police are saying that they're helping. What we're saying is that there are community solutions to community problems. Activists like Murphy
0: and Smith are part of large organizations that have been involved in stopping violence of gang activities for decades.
3: We've taken the time. My family and neighbors have taken the time to build up young men and women in our communities and support them with little resources, with no recreational, nothing, nothing.
1: We say that we have a mental health issue and violence is a mental health issue, but how do you put out a fire fire? How do you see things going on and don't react to them in a way that are conducive to the existence of our youth? What they need is not more surveillance what they need are resources. With little to no resources, to be a father that has been affected by this violence and to be able to go out there and try to help, I'm looking for help. With little to no resources, it was like shoestrings and bubble gum, and to be a father that has been affected by this violence and to be able to go out there and try to help, I'm looking for help. I
3: grew up in, when I grew up, we had community centers. If something was going on in our neighborhood, the people in our community got together when kids was having disputes and fights, we would hash it
1: out. And more resources into that. And I I also think that we should use people that understand our social and economical issues in our communities that are effective in changing the hearts, minds, and souls of young people that might be wayward. I think that we should put more investments into that.
3: They were fighting to get back to being friends. Now they want to sit here and say, oh, you know, your association, we want to penalize you from years ago from friends you have who may have done something. We want to group you in. We want to put you in. Now the feds get involved. Why don't you label them as a a gang member? Do you know what that means for me and my family? You know what this means for this young child right here? He might never have the opportunity to have his father in his life
0: local elections are around the corner and city council is still trying to decide what to do next. But in the meantime, the database continues to expand in areas like East New York, Harlem, Bronx, Washington Heights, Cypress Hill, Bestai, Crown Heights, Luffert's Gardens, Greenpoint.
1: There's some real fundamental issues and there's some real fundamental flaws in what we are dealing with. And if we don't start putting integrity, morality, and the people first. We are going to have some more serious issues. Alright, All right, that's it, guys. Thanks for joining
0: me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to give it over to Sensor Duck now and he's going to play us out. Alright, peace. Ah, not here. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube page. Oh, if you really like us, then maybe you could support us on Patreon! Yes, Patreon! Oh, and, 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 and make a make a funny comment below. Like, like make like a joke or something. You, you know like when they, they make those like little Reddit comments and you're like, you, you, you quote back a, a joke you found in there. And, you know, you, you write it verbatim because you think oh, it's funny and people just read the same thing out loud but in the comments and you're like, that was. <laughs> It's a funny joke, guys. You know, like just, just, just comment below, man.
1: Ow.